so yeah, we've actually we've actually been here for about fifteen minutes, just saying awful, awful things to each other that have been deleted and lost to time, Sorry. never to be recorded again. Um, and now it's it's time to think about a podcast. Uh, you were going to say something, Jacko? How how uh, asking to you about his birthday? Let's let's do that for our maybe finding something funny to say. Okay, yeah, I'm just getting a report in. Uh, apparently, you had a birthday yesterday, Thomas. How did it go? I sure did. It was great. I had brunch with the pals that are still in town. Um, it's the quarter century. Yeah, yeah. And you will have missed this, Jackson, but Grace, in the event that I made oh, for the brunch, no. uh, like, I made reference to how we were celebrating my quarter century. <laughs> I was like, Grace, I've been 25 for a year. <laughs> because Tom's 26 and he's very near death. And that's yeah. essentially yeah. what you all need to take away from that. Mm-hmm. We yeah, had espresso. Yeah. Well, I had an espresso martini. We had um, mimosas. That was fun. We played board. Oh, yeah. Well, not board games, card games, really. Yeah. Um, I, I think a fun thing you can do if you have an espresso martini is refer to it as like a sentient friend of yours named Espresso Martinez. I think that's like a fun thing to do with an espresso it's martini. It's still inside me. Mr. Yeah. Martinez is giving me live advice. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. It's like, oh, here I am hanging out with Espresso Martinez, yeah. my good friend. What do you think about that one, Jacko? Is that something that you think you would do? Um, I actually, I'm thinking of changing my name to, yeah, Espresso Martinez, like for sure. <laughs> Working the papers up. Because I've been looking for a stage name, right? And um, I mean, Espresso Martinez is a very good stage yeah, name yeah, yeah. is the thing about I it. I think like to be like a one-liner comic or something like that, you know what I mean? Like a yes. um, that ilk, like Espresso Martinez. Yeah. Because that's, that's the thing. Your name is the first one-liner joke. And so, like, yeah. from, from the second they announce yeah. you, you're already working. And I really love that yeah. ethic. And it sounds, like, espresso is, like, sounds, like, quick. And so oh, it's, yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. one-liner jokes, which are, like, quick jokes. And yeah. you look, like, just Spanish enough that people might be like, is that his name? <laughs> <laughs> Racist Australians are going to be like, oh, yeah. You see that espresso madness? <laughs> yeah, it's conceivable, I guess. This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world, a world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and ale. This is a tale about a world at war and the people who are forced to endure it. From the wounds of battle come three unlikely partners trying to make sense of something much larger than themselves. But more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons. Hello! And welcome back to How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons. It's a D&D 5e actual play for Curio, and this is the World Cup edition. Because, oh boy, that's right, we're all uh, in the room, except for Jackson, who's still in Sydney, as per usual. But, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're celebrating the fact that it sure is soccer time, or football time, depending on where you're from. I know we're a little late to the game, but... Late to the game! Yeah, we last recorded, like, three whole weeks ago, and uh, we're finally catching up with all the World Cup drama and news. Australia's already out. 
out. So yeah. that's that's bad news. But well, you know, by the time this goes out, it'll just be. The I know, two. just yeah, the final. So so we love those those final two teams. Let's be predictive. Yeah. I mean, okay. football's coming home. Yeah. so England's yeah. in that final. It is course. coming home, so it's going to be England. And who else do you think that it might be? It's Belgium, Jackson, if you had Eng- to say. England and Belgium, dude, for sure. And which is going to be great because it's going to it's going to be like the Tottenham World Cup because there'll be eight eight Tottenham starters over the two teams and just Mauricio Pochettino being the best manager in the world. So I'm thrilled. Yeah, cool. <laughs> now that that was all a lot of noise to me because I'm not a big soccer boy, but those English boys, they sure do have heart, and I like they to see sure them do. play the game. Yes, they do. And I hope that it does happen to come home. Let's introduce ourselves. I'm Ben McAllister. I'm your um, already knocked out German representative, <laughs> uh, and I'm the dungeon master of this particular uh, dragon podcast. I am uh, Harry Kane's unborn child, Jackson Usid. Oh, that's very cool. I'm a fan of that. I am didn't even make it in Gareth Bale fan, Thomas Owen. Okay. So sad. He's like the, best the greatest Welsh, Welsh player of all time. Oh, and he's playing, yeah. is he alive today? He's alive today, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very good. his team good. isn't, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, and who are you? And I'm two horses in the race, but none of them qualified. Irish girl, Grace Chaffer. <laughs> <laughs> who was your other horse? Northern Ireland and Republic of Ireland. <laughs> Did Northern Ireland get their own team? Are Irish people allowed to like both islands? Sure, the Cromwellians probably don't. (laughs) <laughs> oh, are they the ones who basically no, no, feel like Greece. the North is England and like yes, fuck the yeah, Irish? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. What, Jacko? Yeah, no, I, I'm just, I'm so pleased for like six of our fans. I, I guess we've got a bit more of an Irish contingent happening who are just going to be like, ha yeah, dude. Yeah, hey, if yeah. you're Irish, tweet at us what you think about the English. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited. I'm addicted to all the ceremony, all the glamour, and all the high-octane football action. It's a great time. I've called, I've started calling it football now instead of soccer because Hell I'm, yeah, I'm dude. European. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm just ready for it to all wrap up when England and Belgium play in the final. And by the time this goes up, I should know, so I can dub over. Every time. <laughs> yeah, the just just say, say the other names real quick. Can we just backtrack to this moment where Ben took his phone, which was in landscape mode, from the inside of his DM watching? <laughs> <laughs> Not throwing up playing football. <laughs> <laughs> How are our boys doing? Yeah, they're winning. Uh, ben Brown's already slotted two. Ah, oh, Ben Brown. It's the first quarter, so that's good news. Oh, three. He just did third. Boys. No, no, no. I was going to stop watching it now because we are about to start our podcast, but let's do a little bit of a recap before we do that. When we last left our heroes, they'd just arrived at the monastery where Jody grew up, Espera. They were greeted by some raiders who'd taken up lodgings in the monastery, and who maintained they were the remnants of the original occupants. After dealing with the pretenders, the group found a strange sine construction in the secret inner sanctum, which seemed to react to the pieces, and Drasilia had another strange vision. After this, the group began exploring the ruins of Jody's former home. Along the way, Jody was beset by many memories of his past, including his relationship with his best friend, Tress. In the remains of the monastery, the group made several useful discoveries. Drasilia acquired a necklace which would keep her safe, Dun Khan sharpened his sword on a seemingly magical grindstone, and Jody, upon accepting his past and gaining new inner peace, found his monk abilities slightly enhanced. Jody confronted a memory of the worst day of his life, and after checking in with Garrick and the crew at Analor, our heroes decided to make their way to Hanelport in order to find Alyssa Brambles. That brings us to right now. It's pro- 
probably evening and you guys are standing around at Espera. We did kind of touch upon the fact that like you left um, Analore in the morning and then you traveled through the web for several hours and with the time dilation it was like the evening and then it's probably getting quite late. It's probably dark. You guys are standing around in the courtyard of Espera or wherever you'd like to be in Espera. What do you think your plan is in the short term? Maybe we should just camp out for the night and head off in the morning. That sounds... Sorry. <clears throat> that sounds sensible to me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't really sure whether that was Grace suggesting it to the party or Drusilla. It's true. It's still very hard the to same tell. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I think Jody maybe suggests um, we could potentially camp upstairs, and we could use the piece again, maybe, and like sit in this, sit in that for, for one last night before we head out. Does that suit everyone? Yeah, I, I always find it easier to sleep in air conditioning, mate. <laughs> Can we have some um, Tales of Tunkania around the campfire? <laughs> yes, oh. let's get out ahead of this now and say, okay, so you guys are heading up to the, the, little, uh, the little roof room? I, I, yeah. Let's get ahead of this now and say, like, whenever we do the next Tales of Tunkania episode... <laughs> it happens this, now. This is the setting. <laughs> so, um, what's, the next, what's the next thing we could do a special for? Um, like Easter. Ha- Halloween again? Pretty happy. Easter. Mysteries were so bad. Oh, yeah. we, we yeah. whiffed it. That was four months ago. Yeah, well, well, you know, some of us don't. Oh think man, that I totally thought Easter was coming up, but it's July. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh boy! The next thing would be Halloween again, wouldn't it? I think the next thing yeah. is my birthday, Tom. Oh, do you want to do a special for your birthday? Because yeah, yeah. we didn't do one for mine, Ben. Yeah, well, maybe on my birthday I'll get to take the week off DMing, and someone else can do it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like nice yeah. Do you want to do? Cream? Do you want to do DM's birthday special? Maybe. Let's talk about it off mic. Oh, but I was going to foreshadow it with the start of a story now. Oh, okay. Well, why don't you start a story that is flexible for either <laughs> Halloween or my birthday? Well, you're pretty scary and you remind me of pumpkins. So this is going to be easy. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I am wearing like a big striped orange and black jumper right now, so yeah, I can yeah, understand. Yeah. Not to mention there is a witch flying like over your shoulder all the time. Yeah, a tiny little witch, like mm. a pocket witch. Mm. Yeah. And that black cat that follows you around? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, that's true. So you guys are camping out, you, you put the piece back inside this pillar, again you feel that wave sort of emanating away from it, and this sort of like crisp coolness, and this this really refreshing aspect of the air that you recognise Jody returns, and uh, safe to say you guys are planning on long resting, camping out in this little top room yes please <laughs> all right so you can you can go ahead and take your long rest you can reset all of your hit points and all of your various abilities and skills and whatnot Ooh, and I, I yeah. think um as we as we settle down to rest duncan probably um says to his friends so um Drizzly, uh, as you request another story from duncania <laughs> it takes you fancy there's a good one i know about a uh, very scary monster that uh dwarven parents used to tell their dwarven kids about to get them to behave because dwarven kids like to have uh, these honey cakes on their birthdays. But if they're not well behaved, then their uh, honey cake birthday treat would attract the wrath of the big bee. <laughs> <laughs> so if we do that for Halloween, I'm the villain of the piece, which I'm very into. <laughs> No, an orange and black jumper, it's a yellow and black striped like, jumper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, sorry, I misread my jumper. I thought it was orange and black. It is, of course, yellow and black. But also, dude, like you could be like the misguided villain. Like we assume that you're the big bad, but in actual fact, like the like the bees were right the spoilers, whole time, dude, sort of thing. <laughs> Spoilers, 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 spoilers. All right, let's let's do it. So you guys wake up. It's a fresh, crisp morning. And I'm going to say as a result of having slept in this cool, crisp air from your childhood, Jody, you guys all have one advantage you can use at some point today. 
Would you say uh, one inspiration? Yeah, one inspiration, but it, it's like it's essentially inspiration, but it doesn't like don't mark it as inspiration because it's not going to carry forward after this day, okay. and it's not going to actually spend any inspiration you already have. That's it's good one, because I already have an inspiration. So call it a temporary glorious. inspiration. It's one additional temporary inspiration. Nice. Yeah, for, for today. Do you remember giving me that inspiration because I made enough dirty jokes and I reminded you that it was actually written on my Yeah, I do remember. And I'm sorry that you tied my hands like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, you guys are back in this room. You're awake. You've got your temporary inspiration. Uh, Is it safe to say you guys are heading for, like, the basement so you can go back into the web? That's probably the best. Because it'd be quite a journey to Hanelplot otherwise. Yeah, yeah. If you check out the map, you can see that Esper is sort of, like, southwest, like, very southwest, and Hanelplot's kind of south-central. It'd be, like, quite a journey. South-central sounds like we're in New York or something. Yeah, yeah. You're essentially trekking, like, halfway back across Carthus into Mm. the Ashwood. So it'd it'd be, like, quite a trip if you went by foot. Particularly, like, heading north to be able to head east and then heading south to get to Hanelplot. It'd probably end up being a longer journey than it was from the Ashwood. Unless you, like, cut through the Carthus. Ooh, cutting could. through foreign woods. Yeah. What if there are ants? Yeah, and or giant spiders. <laughs> yeah. Like in the Merkwood? Yeah, one of the woods. Where My brain went to bees. My brain went to giant bees when you said giant spiders. And I was like, Ben, there are, in my brain, I was saying, there are no giant bees in the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, Merkwood's a wood, but there are no bees there. Dude, dude you need to read the, the Silmarillion. There's a lot of giant bees. <laughs> <laughs> All the bee talk is getting the yeah, Silmarillion. Yeah. Yeah, that's hey, how Aragorn um, dies. Stephen Colbert, I know you're a fan of our show, so here's a shout out. Let me know about all the giant bees in the Silmarillion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are we are we thinking, so we're thinking like taking the web. I think maybe Jody talks to his compatriots and uh, who was the lady that dro- who dropped us to like the place we went before Analog? You know what I'm saying? Trinda. Trinda. Uh, Trinda. Because Trinda Trundles. That's yeah, right. Trinda Trundles. <laughs> That's a full name. Yeah, jo- Jody asks friends like, do you recall when um when Trinda was uh taking us towards towards Analor um before we went to Chiron? She mentioned the the wanted posters. Mm. Um did we have a sense of them being as far south as Handleport, or was it just more central and is that something we should consider before we just uh pop up in Handleport? Jody, you make a good point. It's time for disguises again. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Somebody get out the razor. <laughs> no! Dukan's <laughs> got a healthy layer of stubble on his head now. <laughs> but to really confuse everyone, I'd have to shave my beard now. Yeah, yeah, be a beardless boy. Uh, like baby-faced Duncan. We could um, we could try uh, a, mo- a mohawk, perhaps, and maybe some um, uh, some mutton chops. Oh, mutton chops! Yep. Friendlies. Yes. You're going to get those friendly mutton chops? Honestly, friendlies chemist shouldn't employ anyone who doesn't have friendly mutton chops. And when you come in, they say, what are you buying, stranger? (laughs) (laughs) That's actually, that's a great marketing gimmick, dude. Why would you go anywhere (laughs) else? (laughs) But seriously, he's doing, it was the mohawk accepted in that as well? Because, like, is Duncan going to rock, like, a mohawk yes. and fucking... Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. So the mohawk, <laughs> for the moment, will be pretty short, but he's going mohawk and friendly mutton chops. Mmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Jazilia will just take off her hat and... <laughs> that's all the change she's willing to make. That's okay. not the hat girl we're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, Gracie, uh, can we address what happened to your brief flirtation with the idea of being a hat girl in the real world? <laughs> Oh, did, not, did, did it not happen? 
Well, look, we hit winter and I didn't really need the hat anymore. I see. Yeah. I see. So you just gave it. What about that's warm where hats, like beanies? Yeah. 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 Little beanies. Yeah. Like and that's where, yeah. where true hat girls shine, where you like see them and be like, surely there's no sun that you need a hat for, but it does still look good. Like that's You're the, right. that's I fell the by the wayside. Vibe. I just, yeah. I couldn't. Yeah, fair enough. Um, all right. So Josie's got a hat off. What's Jody doing to disguise himself? Ooh. Well, so what did I do? I'm, I'm trying to think. I ba- I basically, ra- rather than disguise myself, I pretty much just, like, changed. Well, I, I sort of accepted my true persona sort of thing. I went with the whole yeah. look vibe. <laughs> Leaned um, into a Peter Allen thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think Jody's very much still comfortable with that Peter Allen thing. Um, I reckon he Jody might try and, um, like, maybe even, like, scrounge around. Because, like, you mentioned there was, like, some robes around and shit like that. Do you yeah, reckon yeah, there'd yeah. be any chance of Jody finding, like, may- maybe some, like, cleric robes or something like that? Like, some nondescript, yeah, definitely. like, cleric robes? He can find some oldish cleric robes. Like, like, maybe, like, are one? they, like, grey? Yeah, probably for the most part, they'd be kind of, like, a, a dull grey colour. Cool, 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 cool. Are they hooded? They can be. Yeah, okay. I think Jody sets, sets like, if, if there isn't one, he sews his own hood. Actually, <laughs> I, I, I do that. I do that. Can I, can okay, I roll? Yeah, yeah, cool. what, do I, what do I roll for that? Is craft, that roll crafts. Roll arts and crafts. <laughs> Dex- yeah. Do you reckon dexterity? Or like- this is why my brother won't I listen. Can, dude, sleight of hand. Yeah, sleight of hand. Yeah, sleight of hand. Yeah, very good, very mm. good. Okay. It would probably be a toolkit proficiency check. Just throwing it out there. No, it's sleight of hand is what I'm saying. Yeah, whatever, DM. <laughs> uh, oof. Well, I rolled a flat. Uh, I rolled a five, but if I'm adding oh, my no. sleight of hand, that's a ten. Okay. So... I think with that ten, you complete the hood, but it is very boring and plain, <laughs> and it, it's not like anywhere near fine craftsmanship. It very much looks like a homemade hood. And is it like a little too shallow? So his face, whole face, is just sticking out the front. Well, that would kind of undercut its ability as like a disguise. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, no, I think he, I think with a ten, you're able to like. If anything, there's too much of it. There's uh, too much hood. Yeah. It's too big. <laughs> you went, you went careful, and you just get there's too much hood. It's, it's like easy for these guys, like if they want to play like a fun prank to just like pull it down all over your face <laughs> hey ben- hey benjamin uh how do you feel about with me wearing this hood like getting like a plus one to stealth and a, a negative one to perception what about negative one to perception and um charisma <laughs> checks <laughs> a piece of cloth in front of your face uh i feel like you're not really coming to <laughs> i'm not sure if you've ever negotiated with anyone in no no, no and, and the plus one stealth and the plus one stealth. oh okay easy i, I thought you were like how about no positive <laughs> just yes. negative second additional yeah. <laughs> How about we up the price of the car and you yeah. don't get the car? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's called driving a hard bargain, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what, plus one stealth. Uh, Whilst wearing this shitty grey hood. Name of and, and all charisma checks. Why, that'd be negative two on all charisma checks, but... Um, <laughs> well, just take the hood off if you want to convince someone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. I'll take that. Like when Strider takes his hood off at the Prancing Pony and suddenly the hobbits like him. Well, suddenly it's Vigo Mortens. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, how yeah. did you not? So you guys are all disguised and you're, imagine standing, I imagine standing around the obelisk in the basement of this Esper Monastery. I guess you took the piece back out of the uh, column on your way down. Now, I will remind you, there is the tube in here. And because you didn't fuck it as hard as the last one coming through, I'm going to say it's still operational, can still fly, even if it is a little bit crumbled. Do you think you guys get back into it? 
I'm always What's the plan? down to get back yeah. into it, you mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait, was that the, me or did the we go? the SS friendship uh, rides again? Okay, very good. So, <laughs> yep, you you can essentially drive this thing. You can get back into it now. Remember, you've got to like do a ritual to teleport yourself back through the obelisk, which I guess you guys can do now. Remember what you learned about the fact that like direction is preserved mm. on your way in and out of the web. Yes. So you might want to keep a close eye on that. So oh, Jody, just... Jody calls dibs. Jody calls dibs. Oh, nice, 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 nice. So, can I? What dibs on what? Shotgun. No, no he's like... doing like a navigation check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boy wants to let you charge the navigation. So you pop back into the friendship tube. The friendship tube <laughs> elevates off the ground, and Brasilia can cast the ritual properly as you drive it once more. This sleek metal cylinder, sort of through this uh, Stargate-esque obelisk, and find yourself rapidly uh, after feeling that familiar, weird, like scrunching sensation. Uh, you're now back in this. Uh, uh, familiar and awful, awful plane of infinite blackness uh, where you can see sort of these various jutting pillars of obsidian and piles of sticky web goo. Uh, yeah, sort of dotting the horizon. Um, you can see the path you came in on, which you know is kind of running north-south, and that other sort of weird broken obelisk sort of uh, head to the north and off to the west a little bit. And you can see another one of these faintly glowing trails sort of angled at like a 45 degree-ish angle off to the sort of uh, northeast. So we're, we're, we're south, uh, southwest, hey, and we're trying to get south central? Yeah, you're in Espera. Does that correspond with <laughs> the direction we want to head in? Like, cer- certainly east, yes. right? But um, Certainly not, like, exactly. Like, your, your sense of direction would tell you that, like, this isn't... It's not heading due east, which is pretty much roughly where you want to go if you're heading Hamilport mm. ways. Mm. It's- oh, this might take us to that farm. Should we go off-road? I reckon we head northeast because these paths likely head to the obelisks, which means following this path northeast is going to get us to the closest obelisk to Hamilport rather than just into the darkness over the top of Hamilport. <laughs> I do, I do, uh, I, I am afraid of the dark here, so that, um, that, yeah, I, I think northeast sounds reasonable. Drazi, do you agree? Yeah, I'm kind of in the mood for a bit of an adventure. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the path does sound like a great adventure. You're right, Trussie, let's do it. Well, what I imagine is that it's going to be more of like a triangle, and so we could just take the hypotenuse, as it were. Trussie oh. doesn't know that word. Take the short way. <laughs> <laughs> um, Go directly in the direction of Hannibal? Yeah, I feel like Jody has like a reasonably high wisdom, but I guess he's willing to overlook that for the spirit of adventure and like comradeship. Should we, um, yeah, head into the void then? <laughs> I don't think this is a good idea, guys. Well, you guys are going to decide. Are you going off-road, making, like, due fucking east for Hannelport? Okay. Or are you going along jo- and going northeast? Yeah, Jody turns to his friends and is like, guys, I I used to be a sailor. I, navigation was my specialty. I think I think I might be able to do it. I think, I think as a challenge for myself, I think I can get us off-road to Hannelport. So, Jody the sailor... Look at this starry night sky and tell me which fucking way we're going. All you have to do is believe in the heart of the stars, my friend. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I I completely misunderstood navigation because I'm not trained in it. (laughs) Exactly, so maybe stay in your fucking lane next time. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm trying to do. The lane's headed northeast. (laughs) Uh, Such such witty banter. So good. Mm. (laughs) 
this is a fun podcast, guys. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I love how we take these classic breaks to talk about how well the podcast is going halfway through. Yeah, like, I'm really glad yeah, that yeah, we yeah. decided to do that so frequently. <laughs> that all good podcasts do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, what are you doing? Are you going off road so, or are you going on the path? Uh, I think this is two against one, Duncan. Duazi is um the captain of the SS Friendship, right? That 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 is um so you are, yes, you are, you are, you are the captain. I, I ironically, <laughs> I know, I, I'm surprised too, but um We um, had to make her the captain just so she'd actually get into the friendship. <laughs> <laughs> so, Captain, where are we where are we heading? Taking this east, boys. Okay, uh, alright, this will be interesting. So you guys decide to ignore the, the faintly glowing path before you and head due east. Is that yes, about the shape of things? Okay, fantastic. The faintly glowing so, DM suggestion for, for narrative. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, rails deliberately going off them. <laughs> Let's see where we end up. Um, yeah, no, no, this is make, cool. Next time, make it a minecart again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In this new city, everything is run entirely by minecart, hilariously. There's, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. free moving vehicles. Panelport is exclusively clockwork. <laughs> Even the NPCs are literally on rails. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Cool, cool. So you guys basically, you're rocketing this tube due east, and I'm going to say, I don't know, do you think you guys, let's do a quick check-in. How does everyone feel about the web at this point? Like, do you think it's still really frightening, or do you think you kind of got used to it? I think it's probably still unsettling, right? Yeah, I think just a general unease at all times, mm-hmm. but n- probably no longer the kind of constant shock that would have been almost recurring the first time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, well, let's say maybe this adds to that. I don't know. Because as you travel east, uh, sort of away from these glowing paths, uh, I'm, I'm going to say that you sort of start to notice after some time that, like, the amount of these pillars of obsidian and sort of the amount of these, like, piles of web goo is sort of starting to diminish sort of the further away from that uh, sort of heading away from you at 45 degrees path you get. And it just sort of becomes this, like, plane of inky blackness above and below. You still see the occasional jutting piece, and you can see some of those little spiders and uh, a couple of those, like, weird beast-looking things kind of, like, jutting between pillars and between piles of goo sort of the further you go along. But it becomes less and less prevalent. By the way, like, Jody is, like, looking at, like, like, like looking up at the sky, essentially, and, like, frantically <laughs> scribbling down, like, almost like a mathematical formula essentially just trying to figure out the navigation keeping in mind the man has like an intelligence of eight but he's just like very much goodwill hunting himself (laughs) with no stars to guide him yeah very good yeah exactly the edge of the web yeah Yeah. don't worry about that oh my god is this a flat earth thing benjamin are you gonna (laughs) yeah you run into the edge of the dome (laughs) <laughs> All right, so you guys are heading along, and yeah, you're just heading sort of further and further out into this inky blackness. Unless anyone does anything about that, I'm going to say you spend several hours rocketing along in this tube, heading towards the black, uh, in the direction that you believe Hanelport lies. And eventually, you sort of start to feel like the tube is slowing down. Uh, and regardless of how much you put the spurs to it, oh, no. It, oh, no. it slows down. <laughs> And eventually, sort of, it continues to decelerate and decelerate and decelerate. And we need to back this up. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes to a halt. It doesn't crash to the ground, it just stops. It's still floating, it's still active, but it won't go. We shouldn't have named this the SS Friendship. This is really <laughs> <laughs> Can I reverse it? Yeah, yeah, you can reverse it. Okay. We've got to follow the path, guys. Or maybe we need to go on on foot. <laughs> Without friendship, <laughs> I see no problem here. 
<laughs> in the darkness, ostensibly philosophically alone. Uh, okay, what if... Can we try and go north a little bit? If you try and turn the thing away from sort of heading due east, you find that, like, you can start to sort of gradually give it a bit more juice as you head north. And it's still going, like, kind of slow. So I imagine that's kind of a left turn. It's still going pretty slowly. But uh, if you kind of edge it, like, in the northwards direction, it starts to pick up pace a little bit as it goes along. How about if we head northeast? If you head northeast, it will continue to go at essentially quite a slow crawl. It's not picking up speed. What about just a little bit northwest? Yeah, if you head a little bit northwest, it starts to pick up speed again. Well, we might as well just head north. Is there is there something to be gained from actually exploring? Of course, listen, we don't want to get stuck in the web, of course. I don't know, in, in, in terms of like the, the cine and that sort of thing, we spend so much time going off like the, the maps and, um, and the, the guidance from people that have looked at this before, but... Arguably, if we were to continue this way and find something uncovered, we might actually learn something of great value in some way. But that's also, I'm not saying we must continue forward. That's just something to consider. I also think that not being stuck in the vortex of time is uh, also a positive thing (laughs) for our party. How about this? If you two agree, this time we just figure out how to get to Hannibal as quickly as simply as possible. Next time, I'm totally on board with exploring the web as much as you want. Now, look, Drazi's not really one for backpedaling <laughs> um, in situations where she might have made a mistake, so I think you're going to have to convince her. Uh, What's Drazi's alternative suggestion in this scenario is what I want to know. Is, is, it go by, is it go on foot, like continuing due east? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what Drazi wants to do, is keep walking due east into the infinite blackness. I will buy you a new hat. <laughs> go north. I'm not going back the way we came. North is good enough. Jody? Uh, you, you're the captain. I'll follow. Duncan, you have to buy Jody a hat as well. <laughs> what? <laughs> replace his shitty hood? Jody is fucking thrilled. Jody is ecstatic for like this monochrome of friendship shown by Drezzy. And all it took was a mission. <laughs> Khan has never felt more like a dad trying to <laughs> trying to wrangle children. Buy us hats. Buy us hats or we're not going home. But especially like the image with like the mohawk and the fucking mutton chops as well. Like, yeah. really He's like a very steampunk yeah. metal dad. Yeah. <laughs> metal dad. Duncan metal dad. Oh Jesus. Hey, it's me, your friendly DM, just checking in on you in the middle of the show as always. I sure hope you're enjoying episode 26. Thanks for listening, it was heaps of fun to record, and it's super nice to be back in the sunburnt country that I crave, with at least T and Gracie in the room. Sorry, Jacko, that you're in Sydney. Boy, were we wrong about the World Cup. We literally could not have been more wrong in predicting a, uh, what do we say, Belgium-England uh, final. Wow. Anyway, uh, forgetting about our sports stupidity, if you enjoy this show, I want to tell you about our other currently running show, Still Interested. 
It's a film slash comedy podcast Jacko and I do where we watch both the originals and the remakes of movies and TV that have been rebooted or remade and try and figure out what elements are or were remakeable. Really, it's just a dumb comedy slash film watch podcast, but with your cool HTW late pals, Ben and Jackson. We just watched the original Total Recall, which was amazing, and we're really, really excited to do the remake. Quick shout out to Penance RPG and DM Doc on Twitter for tweeting at us. Much love to them. You can get in on the love yourself by following in their glorious footsteps. No other real announcements for you this week, just the usual stuff. Please think about sharing the show with a friend if you think they'd like it, and go ahead and give us a rating or review wherever you're listening to this right now. It really, really helps. I won't take up any more of your time. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hey, everyone's back from peeing now, so I guess that'll be our mid-episode break kind of time. Yeah. Spicy. Okay, so Duncan's fatherly promise of hats has managed to wrangle his petulant children. <laughs> it's time for you guys to head, what is it, you're heading roughly sort of due north. You've been heading east, you've sort of found that the cart will go no further, and now you're heading sort of due north. Is that about the shape of things? Sounds right. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. if that is the case, then I'm going to say that, yeah, as you head north, the tube starts to pick up some speed. And sort of now that you're heading back towards them, you can probably see sort of like... <laughs> uh, like a very Austin Powers humor of like a man peeing into a fountain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you can see like a very Austin Powers humor uh, happening everywhere that you look. Yeah. It's it's all around you. You can't escape it. But what you actually see is a familiar shape a sort of faintly glimmering line, kind of like on the horizon, you're meeting back up with the sort of road, as it were. Back off in the direction that you came, you can sort of see like a a glimmer of light that you intuit is probably the obelisk that you've left, sort of very, very faint on the horizon, and you can see sort of off to the right, if your eyes follow this like line, you can see another point of interest on that horizon, this sort of new obelisk that you're now kind of like barreling directly toward from the south. Let's go due east again. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. you want to turn east? It went It went so well last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you see something else as well. I want to point out how this has changed from what I anticipated happening, assuming you guys were going to follow that path directly. As you're approaching the obelisk, you can actually, if you look past it, you can see this sort of like another path continuing sort of due north away from this obelisk. On the very distant horizon, you can see a shape moving up that path away from you quite quickly. Uh, Is it moving faster than us? Does it look like friendship? I mean, at this point, it kind of just looks like a blur. It's kind of like along the path you're traveling. It's heading due north, like on the far side of this obelisk that you're now approaching, heading away from you. And it's, it's quite far away, but it's, it's going quite quick by the looks of things. Uh, <laughs> Duncan, dun the, uh, the, the rash action is often your, your sort of bag. What, 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 what are you thinking? Uh, I suppose we go after it, see if there's any chance we can catch up. Okay. Drazi, do, do you want to floor it? Punch it, Drazi. So you're kind of by skipping the obelisk and going direct? Yeah. Is there some sort of like slingshot effect that happens from like getting closer to an obelisk and then like going past it in terms of like speed? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) But I will say that you are definitely now going a lot faster than 
you were when you were sort of like way, way out in the boonies, as it were. Uh, you're, you're sort of traveling back at, at regular tube speed, although a little slower than a regular tube speed because this tube is kind of crumpled from its crash. <laughs> so it can't quite reach top speed. But suffice to say, do you like, you punch it as fast as you can heading out in pursuit of this moving shape? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. I'm gonna say, initially, you can see that you're slowly gaining on this ship. You rocket past this other obelisk, and it looks like all the obelisks you've seen, and now you're heading due north, back along the faintly glowing trail. And yeah, you can sort of see that you're gaining on this shape, you're gaining on this shape. If there is anyone in it, it doesn't seem to have noticed you, until it does. And at that point, you see, you've probably got close enough now that you can recognize this is indeed another tube. Another SS friendship, as it were. Oh, that's such a good omen. Terrific. New friends. Yeah, it's got that page on the side, the good ship friendship. And it stops dead in its path and turns around to face you. All right, guys, there's no way anyone in here in a tube is on our team because we know no one of them are doing it. And there's also no way they have as much experience in crashing these things as we do. <laughs> so you're excited. Brace for impact. Let's do it. Okay, uh. Um, I Gun. Do you still have your old greatsword or something? Or do like do we, do we, should we try and like <laughs> see if we can craft some sort of battering ram or something? You want to get out on the front of this moving tube and craft a battering ram? I have a pike. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Jody 100% wants to get out onto the front of this moving tube and fashion some form of like a ramming device. Uh, of course Jody what? wants to do that. Okay, but a pike would really just be a crumple zone. We want full impact. Also, I have the hook throw. If we have the door open, we can bail at the last minute with this grappling hook. Wait, what? How? You onto, how onto what grappling yeah, but how are you going to use it to bail at the last minute? Onto the ground. What's the grappling hook going to do for you? Change our momentum. <laughs> We're in the vacuum of space, Benjamin. You want to shoot at the ground? At the ground, behind us, as we bail out. Yeah. Because all our momentum going forward is then counter to the hookshot pulling us backwards. And so we land safely on the ground. (laughs) That's how physics works. (laughs) You still have to, to, like... Okay. Yeah, but what does Duncan do? Yeah, I, okay, yeah. Duncan might think this is a good idea. I'm not I, saying there's no falling damage, I'm saying there's less falling damage. I'm saying, Tom, okay, change in momentum is force times time, right? Mm-hmm. You're going forwards very fast, you want to come to a stop very quickly. Like, you still need the same amount of force in order to make you do that. But what I'm saying is, the hookshot pulls us in reverse, so we change our momentum in the air. We come to the stop in the air and then yeah, start the going back the other way. The force will rip your arms clean off your fucking body. No one, because because I will be off the ship. There'll be nothing holding my body apart from my arms. All right, Tom, think, think of it this way. You're on a moving train. Would you rather jump off and try and grab a pole or jump off and roll along the ground? Okay, new plan. I've also got a shield in my bag. We're going to do surf? the legless surf. We're going to jump out, continue our momentum, but slide yeah, instead on of the crashing. Ship, using the grappling hook to like... Yes, grappling hook the ship. Jump out standing on the shield. Jody, oh, you were born shoot. for this. You have to, you have to make away. this work. Yeah. 
Okay, wow. Um, Alright, let, let, let me paint this picture for you. Okay, I have uh, shield. This other tube has sort of stopped on the... So it, it's quite far away from you still. You can just sort of recognise the shade. You've probably got, I'm going to say, 60 seconds to impact uh, whilst you're accelerating this thing. So, like, tell me what you're doing with those seconds. It seems like Duncan's got a plan about Legolas surfing with a grappling okay. hook. We've got rope. We uh-huh. also each have a shield. Jody, I'm going to hand you my actual shield. I will activate the shield on my greatsword. Druzzy, <laughs> you cast shield. We're now all surfing. We tie each other <laughs> together sure with a rope. Spell and if one of us hook shots the train thing, we jump out. We're like a train of tied together surfers <laughs> surfing to safety as the ship rams the other ship. J- Jody has slow fall, so like I think that I can I I can survive. Jody has I slow fall? Do you have to be against a wall to do that, Jackson? No, no, no. It's basically like if a- a- any like falling damage for me is reduced by five times my monk level. So for, I-, I get 40 damage. Uh, for so you're just going to try and fucking duck and roll? Is that essentially yeah. it? Yeah, pretty much. Like that should so that the- should cover it. In, t- in terms of like the way that they like D&D damage scales, I think I yep. probably should be all cool. Yeah, he- um, here's a way that this here's a way that this can work a little better, might I might I offer. You activate the shield on your sword and use that Duncan, the magic light shield. You give your regular shield to Drazilia and you cast shield on Jody to give him a little extra protection as he ducks and rolls out of the oh, out of yep, the train. Okay. He'll do better with the falling damage anyway. Mm-hmm. Does that sound great? And so when the ground rolls to see if it hits Jody, the shield will prevent it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'll say it's, he, it's, he misses the floor, <laughs> drops straight through into another yeah, plane he of existence. Flips through, yeah, yeah, back into the material plane. <laughs> I'm missing the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that, that's... And that, that's how I kill the king. I no clip all the way to Carthus, and then I just. <laughs> <assassinate him. laughs> Hey, this is my HW late speedrun. Yeah, as long as you just have enough skooma, you can do it, dude. You get in the web, you can eat a bunch of skooma, you're gonna go real fast, activate shield, clip through the ground. (laughs) 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 This episode's gonna be called Jody's Speedrun Tips. Um... What are we doing here, guys? Does someone want to, after all that discussion, does someone want to summarize the plan here? Are you taking the 60 seconds? I'm going to say you probably spent mm, 30 coming up with this plan. Is there any part of the plan that involves making this a more lethal battering ram? I don't think no, so. No, I don't think There's so. no time. I think what you're picturing, Ben, is in The Incredibles 1, they're in the plane, <laughs> and it's Elastigirl grabbing the two kids and jumping out and parachuting away. That's essentially what we're doing. Is that essentially what you're doing? Yes. I kind of thought it's, it wasn't. It's certainly the vibe. It's certainly the vibe. Yeah, okay. Right? Combine um, that with, like, Frozone skating around on his little <laughs> skiing sled and with it. Or Legolas or the Silver Surfer, really anybody who <laughs> is on anything at any point. Yeah, okay. Most yeah. of the characters from Point Break. Um, yeah, okay. This is absolutely not what I thought was going to happen here, but it is also definitely the sickest stunt that has ever been done on this show. I know. I know. Uh-huh. So, it's so you're, you're lining up. You're lining up this opposite tube, ready for impact. It's about thirty seconds to impact. If I say you guys wait until pretty close to the last minute, yeah, you like kick open the side door. Mm-hmm. Tell me what's the order of operations here. Run me through it, and I'll tell you what checks need to be made. Um, well, the judge's going to slow fall. He needs to go last, so I don't hit him on the head yep. on my way down. Yep. Good call. Um, you go first? I'll jump first. Okay. Are you grappling hooking or are you just surfing? I am going to grappling hook to maintain enough of the forward momentum mm-hmm. so that it's not all just like straight into the ground. Because I've okay. got a lot of armor that's going to take me down quick. I need uh-huh. a hook to keep me moving forwards as well. So it's a surfing action. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I figured out all the physics of it. Okay, I've, done the, I've done the maths, Ben. You don't need to worry. <laughs> okay. I'm well, thank, thanks. You. you can send me maps later. I'll just I'll check it after. But for now, we'll just roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, cool. So I'm going to say, what, are you tying to Drazilia? Are you guys jumping out at the same time no, no, for no. shield surfing? No, it's not Drazzy style. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah. so Dunkan jumps, jumps out of the ship holding onto this grappling hook. I imagine it's sort of like, um, you know, fucking... What, what? It's literally like the arrows of force. Holy shit, I'm actually remembering the physics. I do need to be going fast forwards or I'll hit the ground too hard. That's how this works. Dude, don't worry. I'm so physics right now. <laughs> I'm so physics right it's now. not really how it Guys, works. Guys, never let a physicist be your DM. He won't let you defy gravity. <laughs> I think I'll try. Dukan singing wicked as he jumps out of the fucking rapidly progressing Kiss me goodbye. <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, shit. Alright, make a... Make six rolls. <laughs> yeah, standing, staying upright on the thing is going to be a dexterity check. But I'm going to say because this is a land vehicle of sorts, <laughs> you can add your vehicle proficiency to your dexterity check. Give it to me, donkey. I'm going to use my inspiration. Oh, yeah, okay. And not, not the air conditioning. Oh, your regular inspiration. I'm going to use... Because I'm, I'm going to just make dirty jokes all the way to the ground. And it's going to keep me alive. <laughs> oh, so that five would be nasty. This ten might bring me through. Um, With your proficiency. Uh, so for my dexterity, will bring it up to 12. My proficiency brings it up to 15. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so 15 dex check to stay on this surfing thing. I'm going to say Duncan lands on the ground and he's a little unsteady. Or when I say lands on the ground, he lands on his fucking magical shield that he activates. So also write down one burn of your shield thing on your spell. Yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, he punches the hilt of his sword, activates this magical fucking kite shield. I guess you've probably had to strap your sword to your feet in some way on no, the way No, because I'm pretty squat. I'm okay. holding the handle. Oh, shit! Like, holding the handle and Like, the you know when you're, like, holding the front of your surfboard? <laughs> this is a tight look. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Duncan, with that 15, manages to, like, right thing. Do you let go of the of the grappling hook? No, dude. Dude, I'm, I'm like, so one you're hand surfing on the hill. So you all the way into the collision? Yeah, dude. Because uh... then, as it hits, I'm going to use the hook shot to flip up into the air, <laughs> dive through their windshield like Russian SWAT. At which point, because I've got my hand on the hilt, I will drive that just straight into the first person I see. No! <laughs> None of that! <laughs> oh my God. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> None of that, but... No, uh, I'm just going to release the hookshot at the last moment to okay. serve past. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm going to say, like, Duncan managed to land on the ground safely, he surfed along in this thing, he's ripping along at speed, and we'll come back to what happens at the collision in a moment, bearing in mind that 15. Let's focus on what happens to the other guys now. So what does Drazzy do? Same, same deal, but without any uh, grappling hook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I'll wait until the last moment and then use my reaction to cast shield and Jody yeah. behind. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. You can cast shield and jump out of this thing. And what, you're just trying to like land on this shield that Duncan's given you? Yeah, and skid away. And, and skid away. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Give me give me a dexterity check. Jo- Jody also definitely like very quickly puts his hand on her shoulder and casts guidance. And then also whispers oh, cool. like, um, don't tell um, Duncan. I forgot about the hit, but he's fine. He's fine, don't <laughs> worry. Um, and he has to jump himself. Because he definitely did forget okay. about giving that to you, boy. Okay, great. That means you can add one d four to your regular check. Can I also use yeah, my? Yeah, you can use your temporary inspiration yeah, point. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> my air conditioning. Uh, holy shit! I just rolled a twenty and a four. <laughs> <laughs> my first roll. That, 
inspiration. Wow. Oh my god. Wow, so a nat 20 and a 4 yeah. on the thing. Okay, cool. The highest roll I could have done. Don't even bother taking your no, second roll. Not. I'm gonna say Trussie, like, fucking does a dude. sweet flip, dude. No, she does a sweet fucking... <laughs> I don't know, name a cool Tony Hawk skateboard mover, like a fucking 360 boneless. Oh, and a she Groucho jumped. dude? For sure. Yeah, okay. She does a, a 360 boneless Groucho, and she jumps out of the SS Friendship, lands on the shield, and just goes fucking cool skidding to a halt. She yeah. doesn't need to continue riding this thing with a grappling hook. And then can I, like, stomp on the edge of the shield so it flies up into the air and grab it? Yeah, yeah, like a cool skateboard yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's fucking sick as hell. Which brings us around to Jody. Jody, is it safe to say you're just bailing out of this thing and trying to, like, roll? Like, duck and roll? Yeah, dude, but, like, like... <laughs> Like, very, very last second. He's also going to try and get as much height as he can and also as many flips as he can as well because this is probably the fastest he's ever been moving and so, like, technically, <laughs> there's probably be the most amount of time for flips for him. Um, okay, so he's he's but, taking the opportunity to try and do a bunch of rolls, a bunch of tight yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking flips through the air of course, as of he course. bails out of this accelerating trip. Okay, no problem. He's Yeah, he's just bracing, like, right before the end to, like attempt this uh, personal stunt slash also not get crushed in the collision. Yeah, okay, very cool. So, uh, you need to make an acrobatics check for me, my dude. Go ahead and jump off the thing and make an acrobatics check. All right, I'm going to do guidance on myself as well. Um, Again, Uh sorry, Duncan. Are you also going to spend that air conditioning point or not? No, 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 I'm not going to because I don't need to. I rolled a 16 plus 8 acrobatics and... um, uh, plus three, so... 27. 27. Pretty, pretty yeah. good roll, also. Uh, unfortunately, there is not a roll good enough that you're not going to take some damage for jumping out of an essentially a train. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, give me, give, give me some damage, dude. Yeah, okay, so so let me just quickly gen, gen this up. So what we see is, like, after these other two fucking cool stunts occur, Jody jumps out of the thing, just like, I don't know, ducks and rolls, does a fucking triple sal cow, three flips, uh, and, and essentially lands on the ground in, like, a Sonic the Hedgehog-style roll to, to roll along with some of this momentum that he's carrying. Carrying. That was a very cool acrobatics check, so it definitely comes off okay, but you are going to have to take some falling damage, which will of course be reduced. Let me just quickly figure out how much that should be. 1d6 for every 10 feet. Okay, so I'm going to say it's it's more than that because you're going so fast. I'm going to call this 6d6, which will of course be reduced by 40. Uh, it takes nothing. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of absurd, isn't it? But that's the yeah. point of the month. And so, Benjamin, means- you're, you're right about the song of the Hedgehog roll. You better believe that that roll finishes and Jody breaks into like a, a, a casual jog, essentially, coming out of it. All right, you know what? Just to make it interesting, let's call it 8d6, and I'm going to roll it, meaning the most damage you can possibly take is 8 damage, and that's if I roll max damage on 8d6. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 10, 15, okay, on the first roll, and... Yeah, another another twelve. So twenty-seven <laughs> damage reduced to zero on the eighty-six bludgeoning. With some despair, baby. <laughs> Jody's feeling good. He feels fucking alive. That is amazing. Yeah. Jody just jumps out of a train and he's like, "No worries, dude. Everything's cool. What the fuck's up? I'm Jody Mastana." Okay. 
So we've got two of our uh, ridiculous adventurers safely out of this tube that now is mere milliseconds away from fucking battering ramming its way into this other tube, which I will say, in the time that like they've realised that you were heading straight for them, has actually begun to try and accelerate away. But this this tube's already going at top speed, so it can't it can't get away in time. <laughs> and like they're like turning it around to start moving away from you, and you fucking T-bone them basically in the side. Um, these things are very heavy and go very fast. So suffice to say, this is like a fucking sickening, crunching metal noise. Uh, and you see, like, you're, essentially it's like... Um, is it like when a transformer punches another transformer? Yeah, it basically sounds like sound that. Effect. Yeah, like... Yeah, your, your tube T-bones the other tube. You see it sort of, like, slightly buckle as your tube sort of, like, crumples up into the side of it. And then, like carries it forward a bit with its momentum. Both, like, sort of start to, like, wobble in the air and, like, eventually crash to the ground. I'm gonna say, sort of, uh, letting go on this impact with his 15 dexterity. Duncan does stumble a bit and take a fall, uh, but he's, you know, he's, he's got reasonably good control of it, so he only takes... Nine bludgeoning damage as he kind of like falls off his shield in the in the aftermath of this giant collision. Um, do you guys yeah. run over and try and start inspecting the wreckage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you. Yeah. For starters, like the tube, like you hit it on the door. It's like caved in, like essentially, like like crumpled fully in the middle. So like you need to like pry the wreckage of the SS Friendship off the tube first, <laughs> so you can even so get dark. get to the completely ruined door. Uh, assuming you do that, you can sort of. Pull this, like, completely ruined door off its hinges and, yeah, nothing good inside there. <laughs> Not a pretty sight. Just no survivors. It's <laughs> 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 a piece of information. Oh my God. I mean, there's just no way that, that, that <laughs> anyone inside either of those you, you, tubes... You don't think maybe, like, a friendly spare the dying or something like that? Or are they, uh... Kind of jam, yeah. Can we tell anything about species? What clothes they're wearing? <laughs> Make a nature check. <laughs> see what you. Oh, can that's see. an intelligence, and I rolled a five, so it's a four. Mm. Your boy Jody just rolled a nat twenty. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Yeah, continuing Jody's like dark character turn, Jody looks into this <laughs> pile of steamy goo and is like, "Hmm, three humanoids." <laughs> Like, this is what he knows. Three three humanoids, formerly wearing black armor and clothing. As in, like, yep. reminiscent of, like, the hand, or...? Yeah, yeah, you would say... You, yeah, I mean, you can recognize the gear. The gear hasn't been turned to pulp. You can yeah. just essentially see that, like, there is, like, parts and gear amounting to three humanoids uh, inside uh, this big sticky mess. Good. Hey, you were the guys who did it. <laughs> I just am trying to fucking carry it out in I wish all way. the king's men were that <laughs> and all the king's horses? Nah, they were. Oh, that would be so much more meat. <laughs> <laughs> so much meat. We could eat for days. <laughs> <laughs> anything of like intel value or anything at all? Yeah. Is it just all thorough search pulp? check? Okay, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and make some uh, perception checks as you search through this this pile of steam. Nineteen. Oh, why did I burn my nat twenty? <laughs> Ah, oh, well, that's a one. Yeah, you, you win some, you lose some, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you definitely do. So, so Duncan with his 19, after a little while, on one of the corpses, one of the mangled bodies, you would find a scroll, which you could open up and read. And you see that it's basically a scroll of orders. Basically, the orders amount to, in a paraphrasy sort of way, patrol this area of the web 
for 48 hours in web time. Do your best to map it out and you can indeed see on the back side of this scroll he started to kind of draw a little bit of a map of the area. We'll, we'll come back to that. It says that after those 48 hours are up, report back to the obelisk where you entered and you'll be retrieved. Can we sort of get a sense of that obelisk from the map? No, it's not marked. Well, they were heading towards the one that we just passed. Uh, no, they're heading away from it. Oh, right, okay. Sounds like it's time for a military insertion. (laughs) 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 What? (laughs) This obelisk is clearly controlled by them. And if we go through, we know that there's Kingsmen ready to get mushed on the other side. (laughs) I think we might be running out of um, mush vessels. I'm not sure (laughs) how how running mode goes. My whole body's a mush vessel. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely true. Well, should we go through Source at the Ready? Let's do it. So you're heading back due south Mm -hmm. towards the obelisk that you were sort of originally heading towards? Yes. Are we are we doing that total war thing where we like sprint right until the objective and then stop and pause, get our breath back, and then walk through the obelisk? Yeah, or like what um, Caesar did when he was battling Pompey in uh, what was it like Greece when you know Pompey took the Senate and then he like was like, oh, we won't charge. We'll make Caesar's men charge double distance across the battlefield so they're really tired by the time they get here. Instead, they charged halfway and then like chilled for a little while and then charged the rest of the way. It's exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. One person <laughs> loved that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't Tom. And it was you. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. There were two Roman-inspired memes just for you two. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed them. Okay, so I just want to clarify, uh, just so there's no confusion about, about what has and hasn't happened here. You've seen that... We've seen terrible things. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny, but it, it has been a, it has been as a characters live in a world without car accidents, we've probably never even, like, heard yeah. of something this fucked up. Yeah, this yeah. is, like, beyond... This is beyond your ability to comprehend how fucked up <laughs> this is. We're in the middle of the blackness. Yeah, the inky blackness, like, yeah. Metal vehicle impact on metal vehicle, mushed humanoids inside, like, we're in new territory. What were you saying, Jacko? Oh, just that it's it's been a... It's been a dark 48 hours for Jody. Like, just, like, turned to stone, discovers that, like, the king was behind, like, the massacre of his monastery, going home and, like, sitting amongst that, and then, like, helping to engage the world's first ever car crash. (laughs) 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 Well, I suppose you guys did actually do this to some hobgoblins before. before. You did pretty much this exact thing. So maybe it's... It's definitely the first... The world's first ever car, car collision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's not the first time you've done any vehicular murder. (laughs) What are we gonna... What are we gonna launch a tube into next time? Like, is it... Is it, like... Are we... The king. (laughs) Yeah. That's the end game. (laughs) We have to move one of the obelisks into the throne room. And then just punch straight out of it. It's the glitch of the game. That's how we get through. Yeah, that's another uh, speed so, run. Yeah, yeah, for my next speed run, uh, what you want to do is you want to pick up one of these obelisks, you want to take it to Carthus City, and uh, then you just want to punch straight through. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to start out in Ashbrook, and you're going to get the quest, and it's going to say go to the Temple of Knowledge. Don't do that. What you want to do is go directly <laughs> northwest, northwest uh, to the Sanctuary, <laughs> find the first obelisk. You kill Valeria, uh, take Don't the even bother with the clown. Uh, you don't need a sled. You can just continue on foot. <laughs> Kill Valeria, take the piece of her necklace immediately from Ashbrook, head for the first obelisk. <laughs> I love the idea that you can complete the quest way faster by just killing the first NPC in your team. <laughs> Which I nearly did. Which I nearly did. I nearly speedrun this campaign back. Speedrun. <laughs>
How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chapel, Ben McAllister, and Jackson Newsom. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them, or still interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at curionetwork.com. Fashioned the um, foil off the bicky that Grace brought because she brought um, Marks and Spencer's bicky. A sleeve of bickies, <laughs> a veritable sleeve. And I had a I had a vanilla cream chalky bisky, and it came in red foil. And I fashioned it into a red uh, one ring from Lord of the Rings to rule them all. And the reason it's red is because um, of how often red is used on the sporting uniforms of England because football's coming home. Hey. Okay, all right. That's okay. what I heard too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that long walk around to that World Cup joke was definitely not the kind of humour you'd hear from Espresso Martinez, the one yeah. that came. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was more of like a, what would you call that, like a, a slow drip Steve joke. You know? <laughs> like dude, a, dude, okay, Jackson, let's do it. Espresso Martinez and slow drip Steve, you and me, double bill. Yeah. You open. Double shot, dude. It. Double shot. Come on. Double shot! Double <laughs> shot! <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to, I have to leave the show. I've got too much planning to do for our summer tour. <laughs> <laughs>